Oh, I, I mean, I would, I, I will root for the underdog because I'm, um, I, I grew up in Britain and that's just uh, part of our national psyche. I want the underdog to win in any given circumstance, uh, unless the underdog um, is the Nazis. Welcome to another episode of Battery Mates. It is Wednesday evening here in London. I'm Matthew McGregor and I'm joined as ever by... I'm Toby Falsgraf in Chicago. Uh, what, what time is it in Chicago? It is afternoon, late afternoon here. It's yeah. not that yeah. time there. It's different from here. Um, yeah. The world, the way the world spins means hmm. it's a different time of day in different parts of the world. Um, well, that we wraps our episode. Through- <laughs> we are halfway through the uh pre postseason uh phase of October baseball. Uh the wild card National League game is last night, the wild card American League game is happening overnight my time here. Yeah. Uh so we're gonna have a look back at yesterday's uh Nationals triumph um and look ahead to the divisional series. Toby, what are you doing on this podcast I mean, you don't really i don't have a lot to do or say um <laughs> baseball is in effect uh over for me so uh i'm just here i'm just here so i don't get fined honestly um <laughs> but Good job, i uh it's it's good that nationals nationals fans won have won one game one game elimination game <laughs> in their history uh, and we're already getting we're already getting fucking cocky <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, so um, uh, it was pretty dicey. Let's, so I want to let's start from the perspective of Matthew in London waking. <laughs> just, just tell listeners your strategy last night because I think it was very involved. Yeah, it was a tricky one. Um, I, I saw an interesting tweet from um, our friend Mike Zinn, who has a young child, and he was talking about how hard it was to um, stay up for the for the whole game um uh because when you're a parent as you know you tend to go to bed earlier because you're getting up a lot in the night you get up early um i usually go to bed around like 10 30 wake up sometime between five and six so getting up for a game or staying up for a game that started at 1 a.m uk time <laughs> when postseason sorry pre-postseason games uh, on average, last three and a half hours was was just a non-starter. So I tried to go to bed at like eight thirty p.m. and then set my alarm for one a.m. So I'd like I'd get up again. Unfortunately, I was so anxious about the game <laughs> that I just couldn't stop like refreshing um, my my baseball Twitter and 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 watching videos and and I didn't get to sleep until like maybe eleven p.m. Oh, local no. time. So I slept for like two hours. My alarm went off. Get the game up on my iPad. I slept in the spare room so I didn't wake my wife up because I'm <laughs> I'm nice. And she was very clear. Um, <laughs> she was not. She actually said to me, "She said, good luck, good luck tonight, tonight's game. I hope you win, but don't tell me if you do." <laughs> um, Presumably so I, until I, the I, morning, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, I was allowed to talk to her again in the morning. Um, so I, I, got, I got up at 1 a.m. Um, 
put the game on um very excited for the first inning like mm. standing to watch it very excited um <laughs> less excited after <laughs> the first uh two batters uh reached some or all of the bases um <laughs> <laughs> sat down sat down for the second inning i was lying down by the fourth inning um <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i don't think i watched large portions of the sixth and seventh innings i was very very drowsy by that point um but i uh i was i was fully fully back in in the world of nats park by the time michael a taylor got um hit on the on the hand for the uh for for we can we should go we should go through there's lots to talk about in this game yeah um but it was an incredibly small ball victory um and then i I, by the time we'd won it was like 4 15 in the morning um and i was just just wide awake i was like extremely awake couldn't get to sleep <laughs> again till like 5 5 15 um and then my alarm went off at 6 45 oh my so you got like three hours three and a half hours of sleep total I didn't get a lot of sleep. I didn't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> um, um, I was just buzzing today. I mean, I think I think today would have been an absolute disaster if we had lost. But yes. um, it actually went. She went. Um, it went fairly well as a as a as a sleep deprived day goes. Well, let's get into the game in a second. But knowing what you know now, I mean, it would have been a disaster had you lost. But it also would have been the only time you would have had to do that. <laughs> knowing what you know now, <laughs> are are you going to do this again with for the next game? I guess the next night game. I don't know when your games start. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I can. I think the approach I'm going to take is. Well, I'm saying this like I don't know. I've thought about this very carefully and <laughs> run it past. This uh, is for any non-elimination games. I'm going to set my alarm to go off. Put the radio call on, in like my earbuds, and listen to the radio in bed. I'll doze. I'll sleep. I'll miss bits of the game. But when something very exciting happens. Charlie Slows or, or Dave Jagler, the the Nationals radio calls. They're, they're, I'm, I'm, I listen to the radio so much in my sleep that the change of tone in their voice wakes me up. <laughs> it's it's a great thing to have developed. So I basically they will wake me up when there's something interesting to tell me uh, about the game. Um, but for elimination games, I'll do the same as I did last night. So if there's a if there's a if there's a game five, um, I. Well, if there's a game five, or if the Nationals um, have have two wins, so yeah. like they could they could clinch, um, I will do the same as I did last night. Mm. Wow, I mean it's, a... it's, it's it's tiring, but this is, I mean this is what the whole this is what the whole year is for. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, after they after they have lost the NLDS, which is what will happen, there's no more baseball. And I don't want to spend all of the rest of October and all of November and December and January thinking, fuck, I could have watched more baseball. Yeah, no kidding. Um, no kidding. But there is a general election coming and I have some parenting duties of, of, of a kind. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to split it. For, for, for games that, that can't end the series, I'm going to listen on the radio while I nap and uh, for, for games when we can, we can clinch or it's a decider which I guess is the same thing I'm going to stay up and watch on TV. And hopefully there'll be a day game or two in this mix. I know the first two are night yeah. games, but the first two are, are night games. I mean, in fact, the, the game two on um, Friday night, Saturday morning 
um I think it will still be on by the time I get up in the morning because yeah. it, it doesn't start until um, uh, 2.45 a.m. Yeah. for me. So an average game would be in the ninth inning when I'm when I'm I'm getting up with, with my daughter. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of think that they must have at least one of... Like there's a... Um, game three is on Sunday at Nationals Park. Um, so I kind of feel like that would be a day game of some kind but they're not gonna have it too early because um that will take the piss for people on the west coast i mean they're not the tv schedulers are not thinking primarily about people who are watching in europe no no they're not um i believe i'm looking at this i believe sunday is a off day for the american league so there'll only be two games so friday is the friday and saturday no, Friday is the day that all four game, all four series are playing. Anyway, we can get into this. Let's let's go. Let's fast or rewind to let's start in the eighth inning here, the the pivotal eighth inning of yesterday's game. I just want to get, um, you know, walk through it step by step, um, and I'm going to try to do my best to do it from memory because I watched as well. Um, so yeah, I, I I watched and I've watched it. Um, I've watched the full inning. Like I went to the archive and watched the full <laughs> inning um, again as live because you can watch them as live um, uh, on the MLB app. And I've watched the highlights three or four times, <laughs> the John Boy version, the NBC version. So I feel like I've got it pretty down. Um, I mean, the, the, there's a couple of things about the eighth inning that um, were, in retrospect were so good but were pretty miserable i mean it was miserable yes. like nothing had happened it was a boring it was a fairly boring game that was one of the reasons why it was fairly hard to stay awake and it was moving the thing is it was moving quickly like the, it, it, was it got quickly, late sure. fast for it, it, people to it, it was, the nationals it was moving quickly because we weren't really getting anything done even the run right. we scored was a was a homer and um uh they they sent michael a taylor up which i i, I really like Michael A. Taylor, he's kind of our fifth, uh, our fifth best outfielder. He's he's kind of been on the edge of our team for four or five years, and he's had several chances and doesn't quite make them. But he's phenomenal. He's probably our best outfield player from a defensive point of view, and he's also, I think, either the quickest or the second quickest uh, pinch runner on the team. But he was sent out to bat instead of Ryan Zimmerman, so a lot of people were going kind of nuts about that. Well, it, it, to, um, to to bat for Strasburg because the National League is dumb. But yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for playing real baseball. But, but so, um, it, but it, the other piece of this that's really important is it was they had just brought Josh Hader into the game, who that, that, yeah, who's like that, their that's, that's, terminator, that's really right? That, at that point, so Josh Hader comes on, and all Nationals fans are okay. This is this is over. This sucks. Everything's <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, this is worse than the Cardinals beating us in 2012. I hate baseball and don't want to watch it anymore. Um, and then uh, our manager, David Martinez, sends out uh, uh, Michael Taylor instead of Ryan Zimmerman. So everyone's kind of losing their minds. Um, uh, that's a quote from Steve Cooper, our on-field reporter at the game. He's like, I'm losing my mind. Um, but he gets hit by a pitch, which was wild. I mean, obviously it was like, you know, Hader just kind of let it go. Um uh, and then, and then there was an out. I think it was Trey Turner. Um, and then Ryan Zimmerman's up, and and he has like the shittiest bloop sim- single 
ever. He's like bat is like a thousand pieces. It, you know, it's like, it's like seven and a half. He's like not even half, but like he's he's still as he's going through the ball, he's still holding the bat handle, but the <laughs> bat handle is only as big as his his two hands. So he looks. I mean, I think it, when when the when the um, bat is left with just that like pencil in their hands <laughs> they look they look so weird so weird <laughs> anyway that dropped in a huge amount of luck it's like we're already um riding all of the luck accrued through all of the bad luck karma <laughs> of the last four attempts to get through a, a, a playoff game and it's fitting uh, that he's the one it happens to him right like he's been around yeah. since 2005 so he's the one who gets the like super lucky um uh, broken the, first player the nationals the nationals ever drafted yeah. And and this is his this is his final year of his contract. There's a lot of talk that he'll stay, but I mean it will be on a very, very different contract to the one he's on now. Um uh then Anthony Rendon comes up, MVP, um, and Hader walks him, like walks the fuck out of him, like <laughs> doesn't want to have anything to do with him whatsoever. It's like there is a point at which it's just embarrassing. Just intentionally walk him. We can move on with our lives. Like, um, do, and do you think? I, so I was debating this with the guy I was watching it with, and I, I'm not actually sure. Like, it, it just felt like he couldn't spot his fastball. Like, if he oh, was actually pitching around him, don't generous. you think he would have? Don't you think he would have been? He would have missed a little more. I don't know. To me, it felt like he was missing. He was missing yeah. by a ways. I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, don't know. The I thing is, like, to load the bases, ah, it just feel, felt so it, irresponsible. Yeah, it, was, and it wasn't it was a sensible alert. thing to load the bases. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but then, anyway, Soto comes up, um, and, um, yeah, he's he's just, he's great. He's really, really old. good. I would, um, uh, even if it was even if there was no money difference in it, I would rather have him than Bryce. And I'm not saying that just because uh, Bryce went to the Phillies and you know stabbed us in the back after everything we'd given him, <laughs> but I felt that way. I mean, I remember saying this to another Nationals fan during the contract talks. I was like, "Why would we give this amount of money when we can have Soto and Robles in the outfield and use the money for something else?" So I was fine with them not matching that Phillies um, offer because of Soto. He comes in and he's just fucking shimmying around. A lot of there's a lot of Twitter chat about this. For people that haven't watched Juan Soto all year and last year, he does he like dances mm-hmm. in the in the bats box. When there's a pitch outside, he'll shuffle his feet around, kind of swaying his hips. You know, he kind of like you know how batters will um, clear the little lumps of clay with their cleats, kind of like getting rid of debris, but also just out of nervousness. He does it in the form of a dance it's really really incredible and he kind of shaking his hips a little bit and he was just chill as fuck and um, he got on top of one and it was it was basically just a a base hit and um the the replay tbs sucks they're even worse than who aren't great but it's hard so it's hard to tell from the replays but it, it looked pretty clear that the tying run from second who which was a, a at that point a pinch runner uh, andrew stevenson a pinch running for ryan zimmerman it looked like he would have scored anyway so the game would have been tied up but the error right brought home uh, anthony rendon well there were two outs and so that runner's moving on contact and has a secondary lead so he's halfway to third by the time the ball uh is even cr- leaving the infield and so that run almost certainly scores and whatever I'm blanking on his, the right fielder's name. What's his name? I can't remember. 
I mean, he wasn't a regular during the season. Yeah, he's he's a young kid too, right? He's a rookie. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he he actually he actually scored one of uh, Milwaukee's runs. Uh, yeah. He got on for Grandel's um, home run. The one thing that I don't think got picked up a lot. I may have been talked about enough online for people who have seen this, but I didn't see it at the time because TBS sucks and and they kind of they showed it in a strange way. But um, Soto got caught in a in a pickle. He got like um, you know he got uh, tagged out running the bases, and it looked on the replay at the time and even in the um, you know watching it again and again and again. It looked like it was just pure exuberance that he was just like fucking running and like excited and he just he just went past second and got caught. But for people who are in the stadium and and reporters who have said this on online, he he actually was heads up and could see that he needed to draw the throw in order to make sure that Rendon could get home. Because once Rendon was home, as long as it was before he's tagged out. The, even though he's the third out, it's still, he's, the, the run still scores, mm. and and so apparently he did that very very deliberately. Um, but it's still funny as fuck because um, at, when he's when he's caught in the rundown, he's like celebrating. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like try and do the whole kind of like, oh, I think I might be able to get away from you. <laughs> he's like, a try. It actually works. It's just like the pantomime, the unwritten rule of like, oh, well, you've got to try. Come on, otherwise we're all going to look like dicks. He was like, <laughs> not trying. He was like, I'm just going to start dancing now. You can tag me whenever you like. It was so beautiful. But it was apparently um, absolutely, you know, he, he, he did it deliberately in order to make sure that Rendon had the best chance of getting home. I'd like to I'd like to watch that the the side by side because it looked it did look like God what's his name the right fielder threw it didn't wasn't trying to throw Rendon out maybe because Soto had kind of um, yeah. drawn the throw but it, it it just in the moment you could see in his in his body language the right fielder's body language um, and it's uh, Gr- uh, Grisham um, and that that as soon as it got by him he knew the lead was gone. That, that, yeah. As soon as he got by him, it was just like a, oh, God. Worst, right. worst case scenario. And I, you know, I, I have the same like human reaction to watching that as I do the Bill Buckner between the legs thing in the, yeah. in the World Series. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's, boy, it's, oh, boy. It's really bad. It's, it's, a huge it's really, thing. really bad. Because I don't know. I, mean, I don't I, know what you... I don't know what... Had... Had you guys the, the, the inning ended right there, and they score so two runs tied up, I'm not sure what the rest of that game looks like. Also, I'm not sure when you get to bed. <laughs> yeah, he really did you a big favor um, in every way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was there for the 18 inning um, an LDS game against mm-hmm. the San Francisco Giants, and um, I never I never want to <laughs> I never want that to happen again. Um, but you know, I mean. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how other Nationals fans um, feel um, or, or felt uh, yesterday, but I don't know when when that uh, go ahead run run went in. I I I was totally relaxed <laughs> in the in the ninth. Um, uh, David Hudson uh, came in and closed for the Nationals. He's not our longtime closer. Sean Doolittle is, um, but he's he's um, we picked him up. Um, at the trade deadline, he's been very, very good. Um, you know, Doolittle's got some some confidence and mechanical issues going on, and not really sure what's what's there. But Hudson came in to close, and I just, I just wasn't nervous at all. Yeah, it, I mean, it was like, I, like, I couldn't. It was like I couldn't f- imagine 
that the that Milwaukee could could come back. It didn't feel like they could, could. no. Well, did well, what, you know they could have, and they they got they got they got a runner on. Um, <laughs> did you? Uh, when... and, the, and the last out was like only ten feet short of uh, of being a go ahead home run. Yeah, if that. I mean, did you, when, never when, felt, I never felt anxious after when, that. Two outs when Ben Gamble came to the plate, I thought it was Josh Hader. I thought they were batting their pitcher because he has the same <laughs> I, long hair, and I was like, I thought it was Mike Clevenger. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck? is the pitcher batting with two outs in the ninth in the game you have to win. And I was like, wow, this is ballsy. And then I realized the, the name came up on the screen. that was Ben Gamble. I'm like, oh, okay. They just have a long hair thing going on in Milwaukee. Yeah. So and when, when that ball left the bat, did you think it was gone? Or do you think it was possible? Were you clenched? For the last out? Yeah, that, when, the ball, when, he, no. when the ball left the bat, you knew it was fly no. ball out. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, I I have been wrong about those, and there was there was actually one, I think the um, bomb of the first when Suzuki hit it very very close to the uh, uh, left field wall, yeah. and I thought that was gone. I thought that was definitely gone. So I am I am kind of wrong, but like you watch baseball in Nationals Park every day, and you kind of you kind of get a sense of where it's going, and and you can Robles is Robles is phenomenally good at positioning. So. So that was, I mean, even if this is it, even if you get swept in the DL, the, L, the LLDS, that was a pretty, Which we were. That's a, that was a pretty amazing game. And it's something that I, I'm really happy that Nats fans got to, you know, that's a, if nothing else, that's a, a just a really enjoyable, memorable moment um, for this season. Yeah. And, and it kind of like, you I know, mean, a couple years ago when the Indians won 22 in a row, you know, we didn't get very far <laughs> in the playoffs, but uh, that or in that that weird first that game two against the Yankees where we came da- back from down like whatever it was eight to three and came back right. and Lindor hit a grand slam and it, it was that one of those memorable like even though um, it didn't end up uh, you know but that said we're gonna get into what's coming next and I well I, I yeah I, I you know I just I do want to just quickly say on the on the on the game yesterday and the, and the season for. I mean, we're going to look ahead at the, the DS, but like yesterday's game was a, a really pretty decent encapsulation of our entire season. We were 19 and 31. Like we fell behind very aggressively, very early, despite very, very optimistic start um, with our team and uh, in the season and with Scherzer yesterday. And um, we then just had to grind it back. And a lot of that is down to both the quality of people like Strasbourg and uh, Rendon and Soto, but it's also a testament to the the team spirit. And I think that that's something we haven't necessarily had as much. This team has now won 10 games in a row coming off the back of the season and, and, and yesterday. Having started yesterday incredibly badly, starting the season incredibly badly, we ground it back and, and won... Uh, our way into the pre-postseason, and won yesterday's game. And it was kind of, it was kind of like a really nice encapsulation yesterday of our whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll come on to the DS properly, but t- to me, 
you know, when even at the beginning of the season, Nationals fans don't expect to go further than the, the DS anyway. But when we were in 1931, all all I wanted, and I remember us talking about this, it was when I was in DC and we just had a few games where we'd won. I remember saying, all I want is to enjoy baseball for the rest of the season. We're not obviously going to go anywhere. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah. And um, I think that's how I feel about the, the NLDS. I know we're not going to win because we, we never do in the divisional series. I just want to enjoy it. Well, but like you, it's house money from here. Yeah, you'd never won a uh, you'd never won a uh, an elimination game until last night. So maybe twenty nineteen is a year of firsts for the Nationals franchise. Um, should we take a quick word from our sponsor and come back and talk about the DS? This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Etsy, the world's most imaginative marketplace. This week we're spotlighting a brand new top seller, Bryce's Yarn Barn which features items knitted by Philadelphia slugger Bryce Harper. Diving all the way into his newfound hobby, Bryce used starter kit crochet templates to handcraft each piece, inspired by and completed while watching October baseball. There's Home Sweet Home, in which no AA batteries can be found, and there's our favorite, the half-finished Stork Carrying a Baby, which was abandoned in the middle of the 2019 National League wildcard game. Check out Bryce's Yarn Barn and so many other great creators at Etsy. All right, that's that is awesome. Um, I, I I hope that he doesn't um, kind of prick his fingers with the needles um, through the tears that he's crying all the way through uh, postseason. But we do appreciate the sponsorship money. Um, I have been offered tickets for the for the NLDS. Uh, uh, game four i can't make it but i i am really looking forward to flying over in the private jet i have bought with this week's sponsorship <laughs> money um for the nlcs if we if we make it that far I'm, I'm gonna try and come to one of those games i just think it's big of him to advertise on our program you know i assume he hasn't listened <laughs> um so let's talk about the ds i just i want to acknowledge something something that i imagine battery mates listeners out there are concerned about we did not end up recording a game 162 episode um (laughs) because you know who's to say why um but it wasn't i I still i I didn't have my sad trombone sound effect lined up again (laughs) oh god Um, it was it was a um deflating end of the season for the clevelands and um you know all things considered well, well we'll unpack the uh the the season review and the off season some more Later on, let's just say that um, there wasn't a lot to talk about in Game 162. Not a lot on the line, um, and we were like starting our AAA team. So, <laughs> uh, as you guys were too, I think. <laughs> I we did get a question from Battery Mates Nation. Um, <clears throat> discussion topic for Battery Mates: Is it better to die from exhaustion, Indians, or from asphyxiation, Brewers? I'll hang up and listen. Um, it's a local celebrity. Oh, that's, that's dark. Yeah. So uh, the answer, I mean, I, I'm interpreting his answer, his question is, is it better to lose to Peter out there at the end of the season and not have a October baseball at all? Or is it worse? Is it better to do that or, or better to have that brief taste of glory only to have it snatched out of your grasp at the last second? So um, is it better to burn out or to fade away? Uh, yeah. Did you just coin that? That's really good. 
No, it's from Kurt Cobain's Suicide Note. Sorry, that, I just took it in an even darker direction. It's from Kurt Cobain's Suicide Note. I didn't make that up. I think he was quoting somebody else, but I, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, don't want look, I don't want to look it up. Let's just move on. Uh, what do you think? What do, what do you think, Toby? I, I I don't know. I think I, it's easy for me in this position to say, <laughs> okay. oh, it's better. It's 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 it's. I would rather not go through the um, excruciating awfulness of losing in that fashion, but. Uh, I don't know. There's something about playoff baseball or not regular season baseball that is um, just you can't. There's no other. There's no other replacement for it. Um, it's it's pretty special. So it's exciting. I and I remember the wild card game we lost against the Rays in 2013 um, for Zip. That was a that just how much fun it was in the moments leading up to it and. You know, had yesterday's game gone differently, so I don't know if you can put yourself in these shoes, but like, had yesterday's game gone differently and you end up losing three to one, or worse, losing an extra innings, would you have rather just not made the play that play in game, or would you? What do you think? It is it, difficult because both both the options are really terrible. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it is it is bad, especially I feel for the Indians because. Like you guys had the exact same record as the as the Washington Nationals, ninety three and sixty nine, and we're in, we're in nice. we're now in the postseason, and and you didn't even make the pre uh, postseason. I um, it, it, it's very very hard. I think that I would rather have lost last night's wild card game than not have made the wild card game in the first place. And I and I tell you why. I mean, I, I think it might be different for different seasons. For me, the fact that we made the the wildcard game was an affirmation of our fight back from that gigantic hole we put ourselves in at the beginning of the season. It was the it was the validation of the of the of the comeback. Mm. So you know the fact that we'd 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 gone you know we'd played like six fifty baseball for most of the season would have just been a statistic if we weren't if we hadn't made the wildcard game. Yeah. So yeah, I would have rather lost the wild card that have not made it but i think there'd be seasons where like for you guys like you have a, a better record than uh the brewers and and you know one of the best records in baseball to then gone through and like just lost to some bunch of knuckleheads would have been <laughs> just a, which is it would have just been like extra insulting yeah. um so i think it varies from season to season i think that's right i mean i think i think you're right though the i'd rather i'd rather play that extra game or have that you know, what you were describing yesterday at being like so so anxious that you really we couldn't sleep, and you were, you know, that's that's exciting stuff. And I, you know, we just didn't have that this year, um, which is a bummer. Um, but should we talk about the, you know, maybe so quickly through the series coming up, the division series, what we expect to happen? And you know, we're recording this before the AL wild card, but right. we know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. Obviously, the A's win in a walk, and it's they move on to Houston. Nine to nine to nothing, nine nine maybe ten to nothing. Obviously, the Rays win handily in this game, and you know we we, we get a, another outstanding performance from their pitching staff, and uh, they're going. On I, to it's not Houston. even going to be close. Uh, it's not even going to be close. Six or seven, maybe more to nothing. <laughs> Obviously, it's a really tight game that goes all the way to the end, and the A's pull it out. Obviously, it's a really tight game all the way to the end, and the Rays pull it out, and they're heading to Houston. <laughs> okay. Um, 
<laughs> but anyway, so the, let's do the AL, ALDS first. Uh, ALDS. So this is um, Houston and the Rays. A's. <laughs> I mean, I think that um, uh, Houston are going to win that <laughs> divisional series. If it only for the, helping it. me to edit this. We don't. We don't need to. We don't need to complicate things going forward because it doesn't matter who wins the wild card game. Houston, Houston. What's wrong with Houston, me? Sorry. Jesus. Houston is going to win that, um, and I think they probably sweep it. I mean, I think they're on fire. I mean, they have they have the pitching staff for postseason. Yeah, it's hard to see anybody beating Houston. Like on paper, they're the best team in baseball, and I wouldn't want to play them. But um, yeah. It's uh yeah the idea that Cleveland would be playing in this play-in game to get the opportunity to play the Houston Astros is just nuts, um, yeah, because it's like certain death. Uh, but I don't know if it's insult, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I hope. Um, are you rooting for uh, Houston or are you rooting for the underdog? Oh, I I mean I would I, I will root for the underdog because I'm um I, I grew up in Britain and that's just uh, part of our national psyche. I want the underdog to win in any given circumstance, uh, unless the underdog um is the Nazis. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> want them to win in that situation. Um, so I'm 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 I will be rooting for the Rays in the in the um in that part of the ALDS, um, but I have no hope that they can actually do it. Zero. Um, yeah, I'll be for the A's in that um, in that part of the ALDS, but I have absolutely zero hope that they'll be able to do it. Um, so let's move on to the other. We, now that we've settled that, we let's move on to the other uh, division series. The, the the old friends, Yankees and Twins, meeting up once again in the postseason. <laughs> I don't know if you've explored their 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 recent history in the in the postseason, mm. but the Yankees kind of own the Minnesota Twins. I think they they have a part ownership stake in the franchise at this point. <laughs> it's pretty bad. And for those of you who uh, just go back to 2017, where they met in the wild card game, and the Twins got out to, I think, a 4 nothing lead in the first inning, and then blew it and lost. <laughs> didn't, didn't the Yankees pitcher get yanked? Like, yes. During, during the first inning or something? He got one out. He only made one. He only uh, recorded one out, a third of an inning. Savage or two thirds of an inning. <laughs> fucking savage. Yeah, but it was the aggressive move that like got that kept the Yankees yeah, in the game. Yeah, them back in. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, they won. so I, you know, I follow some Twins fans on on Twitter, and they seem to be willing, trying to will that history out of existence, or to explain it away that this is a completely different team, which is true. But it, it's hard to like. Some of those players were around, and also the entire psyche of the city <laughs> is um, tr- it's it's trauma with the Yankees. I imagine. Anyway, uh, yep. what do you think is going to happen in that series? Um, it's it's difficult to tell. I mean, I think the Yankees are prohibitive favorites, but um, I think that's partly the media market and the brand. Uh, the Twins uh, just had a phenomenal season. I mean, you guys had the same record as we did, and they were miles. Yeah. Um, out of sight by the by the end uh, from you guys. They're a really, really solid team. I kind of feel like the Yankees will edge it because they do seem to just have that stronger, um, uh, you know, pitching situation. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the Yankees will edge it, but I, it probably will go to five. I, this is the, uh, it's a hard one to call because it's two teams that have kind of had stories 
seasons that I can't fully explain. Like I can't I can't explain why the Twins won 101 games. Looking at that roster, wouldn't have, wouldn't right. have predicted it. Wouldn't looking knowing it happened, wouldn't believe it. Um, and the Yankees, knowing all the injuries they had and the players they they, they got off the scrap heap who ended up putting in all star performances, um, is nutty. And like, who knows how? It, to me, it's it's one of the one of the one of them's gonna give out. Like, it, either the Yankees' luck, luck is gonna run out, or the Twins. Um, pitching is going to give in because uh, I think their hitting is, is going to be solid. Um, yeah, but we'll see. I mean, don't get me, don't get me wrong. I would love, I would love nothing yeah. more than Minnesota to win that game. I think the whole of America will be rooting for them. Um, but I, I can't see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm I think I'm with you, I'm, but um, I would be, I would be very pleased if the twins just swept them, but uh, I'm going to get, so I'm going to say we five. Have we have a batch of mates consensus that the ALCS will be Houston against the, um, the New York Wankers. Yeah. I, Yankees. I don't think that's a very controversial, that's or daring no. pick, but, um, no, but yeah, that's, that's our prediction here. Um, so we move across to the, um, NLDS. Yeah. Let's go. Let's talk about the national league. I predict uh, that I predict that there'll be more proper baseball played on this side of the, uh, postseason. Yeah. Um, I think there. <laughs> um, I think let's that, start. Let's start with the Cardinals and Braves. Okay, Cardinals and Braves. I I think this is going to be a really fun series, only because I think both teams um, just are, are fun teams to watch. I, I and I honestly haven't. Um, I don't think I've I've followed either one super closely this season, but the ones that the games I've kind of tuned into have been really fun. Um, I'm going to go Braves just because I think this Braves team is going to turn it on in the playoffs for some reason. I don't know why it's my in- inclination, maybe from my nineties baseball, f- baseball hood where the Braves were kind of ever present in the, 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 the final games, um, in the world series and whatnot. So I, I think I'm going to pick the Braves, but it'll be a long, it'll be a five game, four, four or five game series. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I've got the Braves as well, but you know, now I've said that out loud, I think that that's primarily just kind of divisional bias. I've seen a lot of them, and they've um, they've beat the National like a drum in the second half of this season, and so I'm just kind of like I've got that forefront of my mind. The Cardinals are very very good as well, and I agree. I think it will be a um, a, a really um, competitive series, but I've, I think the Braves will will edge it. Um, I, and the, the thing that's interesting is that Braves, you know, they were in a different echelon, I think, by the end than the anybody else in the the like central, like six games better. Um, you know, the the Cardinals kind of didn't clinch the division until um, was it the last game of the season or the second to last game, something like that. It, it was the last game. I mean, they, they they basically had it, but they didn't actually clinch until the last game. I mean, I think that was partly a, a reflection of the more competitive nature of the division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the you know the Marlins were very bad. The the Philadelphia Phillies obviously are, are a joke um, team. Uh, so I th- I think that was partly uh, explains that. I think the Cardinals are. Um, very competitive, especially in the kind of, you know, short form <laughs> version of the game uh, in the postseason. But I, and it, they have, it they will have be a history I think we, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope they fuck each other up. <laughs> well, that brings uh, us to. So, so we're both on Braves, too. Okay. So that brings us yeah, to. Yeah, we're both on the Braves. Nationals, Dodgers. Yeah, you go first. Well, so I. I, can't, I, I can't. I kind of. And I did. I picked these. 
I picked this before the wild card game. I picked the Nationals to win the wild card game, and I had no idea it was going to happen in the fashion it did. But it, the way it happened, the way you won, makes me feel even more confident about my prediction for the NLDS, which makes no sense, which is I think the Nationals are going to walk all over the Dodgers, the Yankees West. But the reason I say that is because Yankees West have had a pretty boring year. They've been miles away in the lead for the division, just like Cleveland was last year. Nothing. They haven't had a competitive, uh, nothing, nothing dramatic, really, yeah. in any of their, their, none of their games have mattered, really, since yeah. I don't even know when. And so yeah. that sort of element that you guys have had to fight to get to where you are, I just think, and the way you guys pull that, you know, that it was really lucky, but uh, and a lot of think balls dropped the right way, but that's the kind of that's how that was our 2016 season. Like it was, it was just like things just kept rolling, kept rolling the dice, yeah. and things kept coming up our way. Um, so I don't know. I think this Dodgers are going to be stunned by the, the Nationals. Um, I think you know your your Rendon and Sotos are going to have just monster series, and it's going to be, um, and your pitching is. I think better, which is hard to. I mean, Dodgers pitching is insane, but I think it's all. I think it, I would. I would rather be. Well, I think Scherzer, Strasburg, and uh, Corbin. Right? Are your three? Cor- Patrick Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just and, think that's and, a really and, solid. And, and honestly, Annabel Sanchez, our, our fourth pitcher, is 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 really really strong too, and he's he's pitched in the uh, postseason. Patrick Corbin hasn't. So I mean, I think Patrick Corbin is excellent, but he hasn't got that experience so i've been listening to a lot of podcasts over the last 72 hours and you know getting ahead for the for the game and, and now for the nlds and um you know right from espn to local washington reporters to bloggers a lot of people are saying the same things you just said um the dodgers basically haven't played a competitive game since spring training um they've been miles and miles ahead uh they haven't been under any pressure whatsoever the nationals um that they've kind of had the problem that the Nationals had a couple of times when they made the mm-hmm. postseason, which was they'd wrapped the division up by end of August and had spent, you know, the days before the the DS started doing like crappy simulation games and mm-hmm. talking to the media about, you know, what they were going to do with their rings and mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And it and it, I I just think this team has no expectations, uh, no pressure. They're having fun. Um, they've won 10 games in a row and you're right. The pitching is absolutely phenomenal. Like Max Scherzer is the weak link in our pitching lineup for this postseason. Yeah, uh, he has consistently struggled with postseason pitching before he came to the nationals and, and since. And if Max Scherzer is your weak link, I think you're in fucking good shape. Yeah. I, and I, I don't want to, I mean, Jeff Gabriel is probably yelling at us through the internet right now about the Dodgers pitching staff, which is phenomenal. They had, and they had a wonderful year. I don't want to say that the matchups favor the Nationals there. I just I, I think it's 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 not the disparity that it would have been against the Brewers. Um, and yeah. and I think that the the piece that the other thing that is is that I think enters into this is if you're a Dodgers fan, you're thinking about the Astros right now. You're thinking about how are we going to beat those guys, and it's and this is how you end up losing that first round um, to the, to a wild card team when you're like eyes yeah. are on. The, the two 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 steps down the field. So I don't know. Um, the Dodgers obviously are a great team, and they could 
crush you guys too. They're but, phenomenal. They're yeah. a phenomenal team, and, and you know, we have to bring our absolute A game. But there's no pressure on the team to to do that. Like for a lot of fans and for a lot of the Nationals players, getting out of the divisional series will will make them heroes in Washington. That is that is sitting on our on our shoulder. You know, it it is bad. It's real bad. And um, you know, no one expects us to get here, and no one expects us to get out. But if we do, the rewards are already there. It's not like this. It's like you know, get a ring or or, or go home. It's get out of the divisional series, um, <laughs> and you're absolute legends. So, yeah, the Dodgers are very very strong. The Nationals have never been out of the divisional series, and probably never will be. But you know, we and the players, I think, are okay with that, and that is an advantage in itself. So are we aligned entirely on the. We didn't DS? disagree about. A single thing in that whole. No, we li- we make podcasts wait, wait. that are worth listening to. Uh, who who do you, who do you genuinely think is going to win the AL wild card? Um, I think I think my money's on the A's. Oh, I think the Rays. Okay, oh, thank <laughs> God. Oh, um, thank God. But I'll cut that out because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're releasing this. Well, you know, maybe we'll just leave it in, and you can see how smart we were. Um. But, uh, you know, I think by the time we, if we keep on the regular schedule here, by the time we record, most of the, the division series will be, if not wrapped up, close to it. And, um, like, I think it's, it would be right, or, it would be after four games of the NLDS, um, or both NLDS. So, uh, so any, any parting words of, of uh, or, uh, you know, mantras that you want Battery Mates Nation to keep in mind um, for the next several days while you are feeling very anxious um i really appreciate everyone's support and 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 thoughts and prayers um i mean the the thing for me is i i i will care when we get into the divisional series but i'm going to hold on to the fact that this is all i hoped for and expected from this season i think losing the wild card would have would have been really 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 heartbreaking but losing the divisional series won't be we were 19 and 31 we've never made it out of the divisional series um gonna be able to enjoy these games against the best team in baseball and if we lose we lose if we win that's phenomenal and i think that's the way to go into these things like every single time i've watched the nationals play in the divisional series the pressure has been all on us and i don't feel that way this time i just don't and it, it some to some extent really you're extremely lucky to get more baseball to watch that your team is playing. So, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that BM nation can do um, other than thoughts and prayers in your direction in these next few days? Um, I, I do need um, an LCS tickets and I really am in trouble for finding the, the, um, uh, the, the, the money for a ticket. To, for the flight so maybe now is the time to launch our battery mates patreon <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, and but maybe maybe i don't think we'll have that problem in lieu of that maybe you could just shag those balls shag those balls <laughs>